Hello, and welcome to this special episode of Joy Sounds, music you need to know. I'm your host, Chris Sampson. Today, we feature the amazing artists and alumni from Young Arts. National Young Arts Foundation identifies the most accomplished young artists in the visual, literary, and performing arts and provides them with creative and professional development opportunities throughout their careers. Young Arts is now accepting applications for their 2021 award competition. Accomplished artists ages 15 through 18 who demonstrate excellence in almost any artistic discipline are encouraged to apply. Winners receive cash awards, opportunities to work with renowned mentors, and are eligible to receive ongoing creative and professional support. The application deadline is October 16th, and you can apply by visiting youngarts.org apply. This episode of Joy Sounds will highlight the voice program at Young Arts. Voice encompasses classical, jazz, popular voice, and singer-songwriter. During the show, I'll introduce you to four Young Arts winners from the voice program and check out some of their music. So let's get started and meet singer-songwriter and 2019 Young Arts winner, Tippy Ballady. Welcome to Joy Sounds, Tippy. How are you? I'm doing really well. Thank you for asking. Yeah, it's so yeah. nice to have you on the show. Nice to be here. So where are we finding you right now? I am currently living in LA. I got back from living in Dallas like because of quarantine on Monday. So I've only been here for about, I guess, a whole week now. Yeah. Okay, so you made the move from Dallas to Los Angeles. And uh, you mm-hmm. were in a high school for the arts, right? In Dallas. That's, where, that's when I met you and you participated in Young Arts, right? I came from Booker T. Washington High School for the Performing and Visual Arts. It kind of molded me into the person that I am today. I learned all about like performing and stage presence and how important it is to like really engage with your audience. It just, it taught me like all of my life skills that led me to USC, really. How would you describe your songwriting, you as an artist? I like to think that majority of my um, writing is like tinted through rose-colored glasses. So there's like an element of like imagination and real life and embellishment. I have songs about like pirates and scuba diving and I have a song about like my first real love being a house and it's just I I write a lot in metaphors because it's just easier for my brain to like compartmentalize like picturing people I hope that it's conveyed well through my writing I don't know it's the way that it comes out as a singer-songwriter everybody is uh, generally self-accompanied musicians and I always see that you gravitate to the ukulele my friend had one at her house And she was showing me how easy it is to learn how to play chords on the ukulele. Writing is my my true calling. I'm not I'm not necessarily the best instrumentalist. My first instrument was the piano, so I started writing there. But over time I've I've kind of like drifted in between um, ukulele and piano. The simplicity behind ukulele and how easy it is to just like get your thoughts down um, with how easy the chords are. A lot of people hate on the ukulele. And I understand it because like because it is so easy, everyone can kind of learn it. And there's a lot of Riptide covers and a lot of like, can help fall in love with you and nothing against that. It's definitely something that can be easily like hated upon. Um, but I try to like I try to do my own spin on it. As I understand it, you're also putting together what is hopefully going to be an EP that you're going to release soon. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So tell me about that. I have culminated like a bunch of songs in this um, category of growing up. I'm a very like nostalgic, sentimental person. And a lot of my songs have to do um, with 
childhood or me growing up, like I mentioned before, like pirates and just like fantasy things. And I wrote this song about um, Peter Pan. I was like obsessed with Peter Pan when I was younger. It's called Growing Pains and it kind of tied everything together in this pretty little box. And I'm like, oh, this is the EP. Like this is like this kind of like is the cherry on top. Now I have all these songs that kind of like fit with each other. And one of those is Little House, which is going to be my next single that I'm going to release. Little House was also really important to your young arts experience, right? Yes. Little House was the song that I submitted um, for my young arts application and is what got me into young arts in the first place. It's a very important song to me because it gave me the opportunity to meet people that I'm still friends with today. Like some of my closest friends out in LA are the people that I met because of Young Arts. And I know people say that all the time, but it, it's true. Young Arts is incredible and will will give you lifelong friends. What is mm-hmm. the future for Tippy Ballady? What do you got in store for yourself? I hope to be gigging in the near future, obviously with COVID going on. Um, I don't know if that's a huge possibility, but um, I am continuously writing. I am working at an internship with an independent label in LA, which is really cool. I'm just trying to um, do as much as I can in the music industry and just continue hustling and doing what I love because I couldn't see myself doing anything else. Tippy, it has been so great to catch up with you. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, yeah. thank you so much. This is Little House by Tippy Ballady here on Joy Sounds. Little house on a hill How do you stand so tall, so still When the bad weather all around Doesn't knock you down Your roof's not missing a shingle Through non-cracked windows I watch the stars twinkle the storm is a brewing, but I am still viewing the sky. Little house in my head, filled with soft guitar playing that puts me to bed. The storm is still coming, but I'm still humming lullabies.
Great song, Tippy. Next up is a truly remarkable classical vocalist, 2017 Young Arts winner, Aaron Crouch. How are you doing today, Aaron? I'm doing well, Chris. Thank you so much for having me. It's my pleasure. Absolutely my pleasure. Where are we catching you right now? I'm currently in Waldorf, Maryland. You grew up in that area, right? I grew up in Bowie, Maryland, which is much more northern Maryland, but my family just moved to this new house last November. You were a 2017 Young Arts finalist. Tell us a little bit about what happened post-Young Arts. How, how have you been continuing to develop your artistry? When I was a finalist at Young Arts, I was in my freshman year at the Curtis Institute of Music in Philadelphia. So after I finished Young Arts, I was finishing my first year and I was still doing performances at Curtis and being sent out to do other performances with other companies and orchestras. I actually went back to the New World Symphony in 2019 and did a performance with the orchestra. Young Arts actually really led to probably the biggest thing that I've done in my career so far. In 2019, I debuted, I premiered a new opera called Blue by Janine Tesori and Taswell Thompson. And when I was being engaged for this job, I received an email in 2018 from Glimmerglass just being like, hi, you've come highly recommended and we want you to do this show next year. And I was like, I don't know where this is from. I don't know anyone at Glimmerglass. I don't know anyone who knows anyone at Glimmerglass. And little did I know, Jason Ferrante, who was the head of my division when I was at Young Arts, was actually the person who made that connection for me. And if it weren't for him, I wouldn't have done that premiere, which actually led to my Washington National Opera debut, my Lyric Opera Chicago debut that is coming up and all these other big opportunities that I that I have coming up. Young Arts really did, you know, lead to the biggest things that I've done. And you have also gone on to be a leader off the stage as well. And yeah. I just took a look. It's like a new nonprofit that you launched called Utopia Arts. And I think that this is an important organization. I'd love to hear more about it. Yes, Utopia Arts. It kind of just started with a smaller idea of just me wanting to make more opportunities for underprivileged African-American artists in the opera community. So I started this series called the Director's Cut Series. It was a series where I got to talk to a lot of the directors and administrators and just people in different positions of power in the opera industry. And we had a live conversation where we just talked about what are the issues in the industry regarding race and inequality and um, inclusivity and just different ways that we could make things better, make things more accessible to Black people who want to be involved in the arts in all you know, capacities, whether that be them being administrators or agents or people who work with donors, marketing, the whole nine yards, or, or if they want to be actual artists. 
So after the conclusion of this series, I wanted to actually put those things into action and be like, okay, let's come up with some ideas and figure out how we're going to get this done. And the first idea that I had was kind of a mentorship program. I wanted to be able to pair people who want to gain access to this to this industry and this art form, who have the passion, who have the talent, who have the potential, who have the drive, um, but may not necessarily have access to the information that they need in order to reach success. And I wanna pair them with different professionals and administrators at some of the greatest opera companies in America and institutions to be able to actually lead them and guide them through whatever it is that they need in order to reach success or, you know, achieve their goals. Yes. It started with just like, let's do some sort of mentorship thing. And then I came up with a couple of other ideas that are yet to be announced. And then I decided that it kind of needed to be housed by something. So that's kind of how it turned into me starting a nonprofit organization and Utopia Arts really is dedicated to creating a better world for everyone involved. Um, you had already mentioned the mentorship program. So yes. uh, if any of our Joy Sounds listeners feels like they would like to maybe take advantage of this opportunity, how, how can they be considered for it? Absolutely. You can go on our website at utopiaarts.org and you can go to our mentorship program page and you will see all of the requirements. You have to be at least 15 years of age or older and you have to identify as Black or African-American. And it's a very short application. We just need your basic you know, information like your name and stuff. And then you get tell us exactly what it is that you're interested in learning about, whether it's you pursuing a career in your discipline or maybe you are interested in being in arts administration or agency or all of those other things on the other side. And then Amanda and I, who is the artistic director of our organization, will do the initial pairing process and the mentors will be able to choose from that pool of people that we pair them with based on a survey that they have filled out saying what kind of resources they feel that they can offer to specific potential applicants. We would love to hear you sing a little bit, and you have been willing to share with us a performance of uh, Mozart opera. So tell us a little bit about this performance. This aria is Il Mio Tesoro from Don Giovanni, and this performance is from 2019, and my character is Don Ottavio, and he is currently in a situation where the one he loves, Don Anna, has kind of been has been assaulted by Don Giovanni, and he is in this aria. He is swearing that he will do all that he can to avenge his treasure, Il Mio Tesoro. Congratulations on your work, and good luck with all that's ahead for you. Thank you so much. So this is Aaron Crouch performing Mozart's Don Giovanni. On Joy Sounds. Amici miei, dopo eccessi sienoti, dubitano possiante Don Giovanni non si allenchi uccisore del padre di Don Anna. In questa casa per poche ore fermatevi, un ricorso lo farà chi si deve, e in pochi istanti vendicarmi prometto. Così vuole dover pietare affetto. Il mio tesoro intanto 
singing, Aaron. Thank you. Now let's meet a 2016 Young Arts winner in jazz voice, Joshua Tasman Rainier. Welcome to Joy Sounds, Joshua. Thanks so much for welcoming me to this podcast. Oh, it's great to have you. And where are we finding you? I'm calling in from Oberlin, Ohio. And I assume that that's where you're going to school right now. Yes, I'm a fourth year at Oberlin right now. What are you studying there? I am a double degree student which means I'm in both the college and the conservatory here. Conservatory, I'm a classical composition major, although my musical interests continued to include jazz and I am involved with ensembles. And in the college, I'm studying comparative literature. Wow. And where I'm thinking a lot about the connections between music and literature uh, in French poetry and, and other 20th century sort of avant-garde literatures. What are some of the influences that you draw from? I think that when I started writing songs, my... My main inspiration was Joni Mitchell in the way that she hops genres, is incredibly creative and reflective. And I've always tried to capture that kind of energy in my music. Uh, and I remember uh, also hearing just how like capable of a musician she was. Um, she hired Jaco Pastorius and Pat Metheny and was working with all these amazing musicians. So that was my original inspiration. I remember when I heard the uh, Bartok fifth string quartet for the first time. Uh, that was also really life-changing and got me interested in learning how to arrange, uh, write for classical instruments, uh, and eventually led me to major in, in composition in college. I would actually say that my jazz training formed much of the foundation of my musicality. I think that learning how to vocally improvise was the best ear training that I could have ever hoped for. You know, it, it helped me to hear melodies, to hear counterpoint to hear, you know, how, you know, a note will fit in with a chord. And um, I think to this day, it's it's been so indispensable. 
I'm also really interested in how you are working in your comparative literature major as well and exploring the ties between literature, language, and music. Tell me more about that. So I think a, a lot about music almost as a poem. Uh, when I'm writing a song, I think a lot about the relationship of the words and the melody, you know, which is something so essential. And then when I'm thinking about literature, I often think about the melody and the words, you know, the way that musical correspondences between sounds show up when, when, when speaking and also about, you know, just the way that music creates this very deep sense of meaning when you're listening to it. And I think that a lot of poetry that I love actually captures a uh, very similar quality. It's almost like a dream, the way it's unfolding. And you're hearing something and you're not quite sure what it might mean at the time, but it resonates with you in a, in a deep way. What do you see ahead of you? I think that I've always loved teaching and I've been offering music lessons since I was in high school. I think that that has provided me a lot of, you know, spiritual and just lifestyle sustenance. And so I see myself taking education forward in my life. As I continue taking my art forward, they've, they've always continued to evolve in tandem for me. I would love to, you know, do a fellowship, um, get myself over to Europe for a year, continue to perform and write uh, and produce and, and create. You agreed to share with us one of your compositions. Tell us a little bit about this. Yeah, so this piece that, I'm, uh, that I shared is an excerpt from a larger song cycle that I wrote called The Leaving Suite. And it, it's processing uh, the time of life that I was in right before I left for college and taking in all the musical influences and all the life experiences that I had had. For me, it, it brought them all together in this way. So I'm playing with uh, a lot of grooves. There's, there's a lot of like sort of contemporary jazz, odd meter grooves that got involved with this piece. There's also thinking about uh, a little bit of like a through composed way of, of, of evolving. So the solos are integrated into the evolution of the piece itself. They kind of continue the story of the lyrics. The lyrics are processing my childhood and this particular song, it's talking about my parents and how they've evolved as I, as I have left the house because I'm an only child and have a very close relationship with my folks. Just thinking about how we've all changed and we all continue to change. So this is the closing movement and it's called Last Night Home. This was a recording that I made for the 502 Sessions, which is a broadcast network program in the Boston area that works to showcase original music. Before we go, what has Young Arts meant to you? Young Arts was one of the most meaningful and memorable weeks of my high school experience because of the vulnerability that I experienced in workshops, especially. I think I remember that I learned really how to tell stories through my experience at Young Arts. LaTanya, who is the, the, the jazz voice coach, you know, also been a mentor to me in my college experience. And I've learned so much from getting into what the story meant to me personally. And I felt like through connection with the songs and also through connection with the other artists there, um, I discovered a lot of things about myself that have continued to evolve and enrich my life. Joshua Tasman Rainier, what a pleasure it is to catch up with you. And before we present Last Night Home from your The Leaving Suite, this is you singing and playing piano on this recording, correct? It is. This is featuring a band, a jazz band and a string trio. 
and I wrote the arrangement and and I'm playing piano and sing. So this is Last Night Home from The Leaving Suite by Joshua Tasman Rainier. Thank you so much, Chris. It's an honor to be on the show. Now I can't get a word in edgewise Dad paints pictures round our cars Animals with staghorns jump glowing As we drive home Cured of his illness, his blood is free Put down his glasses of beer But the smoke from his childhood still lingers As he lets go He's on fire with yellow light Spins his stories out of sunshine as he takes out his dusty saxophone and tries it out. Mom reads me Tibetan prayers at night before I go to sleep. The at the edges of her eyes when she smiles as a new job takes the train with me watches me get off then continues
motionless evening Two owls sitting with folded wings They swiveled their heads Facing me with wide black eyes In the moonlight As the shadows fall And I wave my parents goodbye And their faces fade into the night They watch me fly As I ride into imaginary The dark, the space, the mystery of where I'll fly, where I'll fly. Once again, that was 2016 Young Arts winner and jazz voice, Joshua Tasman Rainier. Our final artist on today's show is 2020 winner and popular voice, Sage McNeely. It's great to have you on Joy Sound, Sage. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing wonderful. Thanks so much for being on the show. It's really great to catch up with you. I know. I've missed you. Yeah, I missed you too. That was Young Arts is quite an experience that way. We we become very close over that week, don't we? We're a family. Yeah. Do you stay in touch with your other fellow Young Arts finalists? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have um, a group chat of all of the vocalists and a couple of the theater kids are still in there. And we just talk. We actually do Zoom FaceTimes. We talk about our music. We send stuff back and forth. We've done covers of each other's songs. You are getting yourself ready to release some new music here soon, aren't you? I'm excited about it. Um, I actually haven't released anything of mine yet on any like platforms. The only thing you can actually find my music on is like my Instagram, which is Sage Music um, with two underscores after it. That's where I post a lot of like my live performances. Uh, and I'm just super excited to get this album going. It's a home album that I've started working on with my dad. Nice. Yeah, I'm going to try to put it out in a couple months. 
So fingers crossed that my perfectionism is put to the side <laughs> so I can do this. But yeah, I'm very excited. How cool that your collaborative partner happens to be your father. How convenient is that? That's pr- oh, that's yeah. really cool. I mean, we kind of have the same brain and the same way of thinking. He never really got a formal um, education of music, so he's not a big theory reader. He kind of just goes off sound, and we both have a really, really good ear. So thanks, Dad, for that. <laughs> um, so it's very easy for us to just kind of like, I'll sing to him, like, play this, da-da-da-da-da, and then he'll play it perfectly. And so we have a very, very good relationship with balance, and he knows that, like, Basically, anything I say, I say goes. Okay. Um, and he has now appreciated the artistic process, even though sometimes he hasn't always been on board as soon as we start the song, but he usually comes around. So I get it. So he's really assuming a producer's role in which he is there to facilitate you, the artist's vision, right? So you guys have settled yeah. into those roles, huh? Definitely. I mean... He has kind of become like my little guitarist and I still love to perform live with him. I mean, he's an amazing guitar player and you will be able to hear um, even if you go and look at my Instagram or if you listen to the music once it's out, but he's an amazing guitar player. So it feels like, why would I want to use anybody else when I could use him for free and he loves it. So it just seemed to work out. And I just love that we have such a strong connection. I mean, he really is my best friend. So I love making music with my best friend. So as I got to know you at Young Arts, I found you to be kind of a genre straddler. You were equally comfortable in the songwriter's room. You were equally comfortable with the pop vocalists and equally comfortable with the jazz vocalists. And that sort of comes to light in your own music because it all blends together a little bit. It becomes kind of a genre list. Is that uh, that how you would accurately describe your music making? Yeah. This album that that I'm making right now is especially kind of a color palette of a bunch of different genres that I like to play with and that I like to sing. So there's, you know, a couple folky kind of tunes there's some pop tunes there's some more you know r&b jazzy songs so i'm just excited for everyone to see like the different taste of things that i can do i grew up around multiple different artists i mean people like the beatles or some of the people that i really really look up to the beatles stevie nicks stevie wonder and then you get into like johnny cash and there's so many different genres that i just absolutely love and i'm obsessed with so yeah i mean i thank my parents for my music background and giving me my music education that I have now. I also know you as a very dynamic live performer. And I expect that once we are on the other side of this, that performing live and touring is probably going to be an integral part of how you see your career unfolding, right? I love performing. Performing is such like an outlet for me. It's just gets me like right back into where I need to be right back in the groove because I love you know that feeling and the adrenaline that you get so I am definitely a performer person so it's been super difficult you know not being able to leave my house right to go perform for people so it's been hard but you know I'm managing with making all my music I'm excited to get back out there though you're also willing to share some of this new music with us which we're very excited about and the track that you want to share with us is called again what can you tell us about this song it's kind of a romantic yet not romantic it's it's kind of longing for somebody that either you have or that you did have before you know wanting those memories back and then as soon as it kind of gets into the second verse it kind of touches upon you know I've grown I've grown as a person and I see how this has changed me so it's kind of a jazzy pop upbeat song even though the message is a little bit depending on whatever you see it as it's kind of up to you what you interpret it as so this is again written and performed by Sage McNeely on Joy Sounds. ¶¶ 
My thanks to the Young Arts winners from the voice program featured in today's show. Tippy Ballady, Aaron Crouch, Joshua Tasman Rainier, and Sage McNeely. Also, my heartfelt thanks to my fellow Young Arts voice panelists, Latanya Hall and Jason Ferrante. And a special thanks to the Young Arts staff for their amazing work, Lisa Leone, Rebecca Langle, and Heike Dempster. Once again, if you or someone you know is an exceptional artist between the ages of 15 through 18, be sure to apply for the 2021 Young Arts Competition by October 16th at youngarts.org apply. That's youngarts.org apply. To keep up with Joy Sounds, subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. 
and follow us on Instagram at Joy Sounds Music. Thank you so much for listening and for supporting these emerging artists. Until next time, this is Joy Sounds, music you need to know.